0: And we are live. What is up, everybody? This is Nick from P2W Fantasy. Back at it again on a script too small, uh script too small, script to shifts episode here with <laughs> Steffi Small. Again, I can't even get the opening line right. Uh thanks for joining us though. Uh live here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Um, Steffi, it's been it's been a week. A lot going on within the week. Uh I always have to ask what's going on, what's up? Because I know, of course, you're you're busy, you're active and um traveling yes. all over the place just give me the lowdown what's been up
1: uh just your normal chaos that's what's been up just your standard smalls chaos uh nothing other than that nothing has really changed otherwise uh Scott Fishbowl is a trip I don't know about it. this is my first year we gotta you know, to talk
0: about it we have to talk about it yes same as me same as me
1: I'm like I totally went AWOL I don't know what I actually haven't seen your team I know what division you're in. I haven't I haven't creeped on you yet. How did I not creep on you?
0: <laughs> I I will let you know uh, shortly. Let, let me let me just pull it up. I'll, I'll pull it up briefly, and then I got I got to hear about your experience because I feel like oh, league to league and Scott Fishbowl. And for those that are listening, maybe later that don't know about it, biggest charity uh, fundraiser in the world for fantasy football. Uh, all these Mm -hmm. different divisions, all these different drafts going on at once, they're all slow drafts. And it's, it's interesting because I feel like everyone's drafts are super different. You see guys going in the second that go in the fifth and other, uh, divisions. It's crazy. So, uh, Steffi, I'll pull mine up right now. I'm probably gonna be on the clock soon. I got, I got three. So I took, took Dak at the 108, uh, talk about him on the show enough. I know you're not a fan of this guy big time, but I, I did stack Zeke with him. He went to 205, and and I, I needed a running back. So from yeah. there, uh, got George Kittle in the third, 305, which I, I heard is a steal. Um, AJ Brown, Miles Sanders, Justin Fields, and Javante Williams. That's my uh, outlook right now. Uh, so I need to start building some more wide receivers there, but uh, okay. just trying to play the board as it comes. Uh, how about yourself? Wh- wh- what's been going Wait, on? Wait, so what's that's your, the only
1: rounds you've been through?
0: I'm telling yeah, I was gonna get into that too and and see where you're at, but we are crawling a little bit. Yes, yes. Oh my
1: gosh, there's no way.
0: There's like there's like two or three people, and I'm not I mean it's a great division, but there's two or three people that have used the overnight clock, like a twelve hour clock, and then the next day some guys have been on it for like five. So it's it's been it's been slow a little bit, but it's a good division
1: yeah so i think also i i mean my division we've been very patient people have been patient with me absolutely um so i had a very strong start right so we started with darren waller very excited about that got him at the 112 a well, lot maybe. of visions that i saw were taking him you know he was going at 1316 i mean he was going very early on so to get have him fall to me at 112 was fantastic i was very tempted at 2-1 uh, to take a quarterback, but I thought, and this is how things get weird, I thought I could maybe wait and then get Tannehill at that third round reversal, so I took Jonathan Taylor because there was a lot of running back value there, I mean, Camaro was still sitting there, Jones was still sitting there, Derek yep. Henry was still there, uh, so I took Taylor, and then Tannehill got sniped from me, so that I took Stafford, and then I kind of went off the rails. Uh, so my my league started hoarding running backs and quarterbacks. So I took Etn as mm-hmm. my first running back. Then I took just right. Jefferson because and Devontae Adams was there, but Aaron Rodgers sketches me out. Like I don't know what his deal is. I know That's we'll talk about it later. Yep. He he sketches me out. I'd rather go with Justin Jefferson. Feel more confident that I went. Javante Williams. Like I'm fucking. I went young. Like I am a cougar. I think. Um. And then I went Jamar Chase, uh, Damian Harris, Cortland Sutton. So you know, brought the age up a little. Um. Yeah. And then Rashad Bateman and Waddle because it, I was gonna take a QB and a tight end. That was my plan. Uh, Janu got sniped from me and then the value just didn't feel like it was there for quarterback I'd rather just wait and if I have to take Tyra Taylor fine you know I don't know that the points are really going to vary much between Mac Jones and you know Cam Newton the Mond is there I mean there really was not much anything yep. there really was nothing so I went very young I'm just uh shooting for the stars at this point
0: point. <laughs> and I mean reflecting back on last year if you were to go young last year, would have worked down your benefit when you've seen the T Higgins and the Chase Claypools and yeah. those guys that were not top tier guys that ended up very valuable. So I don't I don't hate that at all, especially guys like Bateman who might step in and be the number one option right away. But uh, my big thing with the with the Scott Fishbowl is all these people talk about preparing for your draft and strategies. <laughs> and I'm telling you, yeah. the minute you get into these rooms the draft start, strategy goes right out the window because like it's you serious. said, people started hoarding running backs and quarterbacks hoarding. in, in mind. People have not been touching certain positions. And then out of nowhere, they're like grabbing everything for the running back or everything for the quarterback position. It, it's strange. I I had a little Weird. bit of a strategy, but it goes out the window. I, I'm not I sure if that's it's game. so
1: funny too. Cause people, you know, respond to stuff. They're like, how did you get baller? I'm like, what do you mean? And people are getting Saquon. I thought Saquon was gonna fall to me. Um, and he went at like 107, 108, and where everyone else got him like at 207. So it's like, what is going on? I thought I at least would have an opportunity to get him. So, um, even Daniel Jones in, in my division went in the sixth round, everywhere else, people are grabbing him in the 10th. So it's like, what is yeah. going on? I think they all know that if they don't take the player, I'm going to take them, and I think that's what's happening.
0: <laughs> could 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 be the case, and and again, like Daniel Jones, that's another example. You said in the sixth, we're in the I think uh, late seventh now, and he's still on the board. And then Javante Williams, I, I you said you took him, I took him too. I got him in the seventh. Somebody else said he went in the fifth. Like it's all over the place with it's with so where guys weird. are going. Yeah. So Um, weird.
1: I think it's very much. And that's why I didn't do draft like mocks, you know, because I think that you didn't know what you were going to get. Regardless. Uh, I wasn't expecting my draft to go any way that it did. Uh, And I feel fine that I didn't do the mocks.
0: Yeah. It's been interesting, but you know what, again, we talked about it Tuesday. Um, Everyone's talking about it. Everybody's sharing their teams. And I I think it's another great way that the community comes together in a competitive manner. And it's been awesome. It's been awesome. Like, like you, you said, this is your first time. It's my first time too. I had to like watch from the the outside last year. So it's nice to be involved with it more uh, this year.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: So we, we, uh, we also have Steffi and I have another big draft coming up soon. Steffi's flying out to Chicago we have a startup dynasty um, in the area. It's actually not too far from uh, where I live, uh, out in the Joliet area. Um, but, yeah, we got that going uh, going for us. I think, Steph, you're making a trip out of it. Um, pretty exciting yeah. stuff. Pretty exciting stuff. Uh, any, any big preparations for that, or, or you kind of know what you're getting into?
1: I've only been stalking everyone's uh, Twitter for the past. No. Uh, I just – Again, I feel like I'm starting to realize that you can prepare as much as you want. And like, we're all kind of exactly. at the same time. You can't really control other people. I think it's fun to start, you know, anytime you do a startup with people that you have not done one with, it's always a blast. Um, I'm very excited to, You know, I get to see some of my old college friends uh, before we have our drafts. So it'll be fun. And then of course, meeting the people that, you know, you interact with on Twitter every day. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's going to be a great time. Looking forward to that. Um, earlier this week had a uh, episode with Ashley from the undroppables and my brother, Anthony. Uh, we had a good episode there. Um, also He's dropped awesome. uh, mid middle of the week. This this graphic for some uh, uh, 60 plus receptions for running backs and how that affects overall finishes for the running back position. Had that going on this week. Uh, just trying to do little things here and there, but I am ready like no other for some actual football. So, What is going on today? Um, Steffi and I, we're going to break down some NFL news. And again, when there's not so much going on at once, all these little bits of pieces of news break during the week. So I'm going to make some statements about these news uh, pieces. And I'm going to ask Steffi and then I'll reflect on myself. Hey, do you buy or sell this reaction to this news piece? Because I feel like that's really all that's, going on at this this point is some camp yeah. talking and, and things like that. Uh, as always, this podcast is sponsored and partnered with Fantasy Points and the Fantasy Points Media Group. Check out the one-stop shop for everything fantasy-related, fantasypoints.com slash subscribe. Get a discount using promo code 21WIN10. And if you are tuning in, stick with us. Uh, We're going to talk some buy it or sell it NFL news. Fear to give I feel what I can't forgive. I go out in this time, yeah, won't regret. I'll pick the best on trip, they don't understand. I play the win. Yeah, play the win, I play the win. Yeah, yeah, play the win, I play the win. yeah play the win, I play the win. Yeah, yeah, play the win, I play the win. Alright, so got the first piece of news here. Um this is all stuff that's broke in the last week or so first one here. Uh, if you can't see the screen, it says Kyle Shanahan to Sean McVay on Matthew Stafford trade. You don't want to get me started, dude. So obviously this whole thing, if you dig deep into this article here is about uh, Shanahan, knowing that Matthew Stafford being in addition to the Rams is a big move for the Rams who are in the same division as them. My big question to you, Steffi, to start things off here. Buy it or sell it. The Rams are a lock to win the NFC West. So this one's not directly fantasy related, but it involves many fantasy pieces. Are the Rams a lock to win the NFC West? Do you buy that or sell that?
1: I sell that. I think that that's crazy. And it's funny because I just talked about this on small talk, maybe a week ago, like, Look at the NFC West, right? And I actually will ignore the Seahawks in this equation. I I, like look at the Cardinals. Look what they were able to do. Look at the 49ers. Look at them bringing on Lance. If he is to step into the equation, which we talked about this, I think last week or maybe the week prior, you don't even need Lance for this team to be phenomenal. So I don't think they're a lock. I, I don't think that that's the case. And this is like maybe one of the biggest miscon, you know, people are really rooting for the Rams and it's not that I'm not rooting for them because I think they're going to be very good, but I don't know that that means that they are going to win the NFC West.
0: Yeah. I I think it's a big move for their team, but I think that there's just way too much competition in this division to be comfortable saying that anyone is a lock. I mean, this past season, Mm -hmm. the Seahawks led the division 12 and four. They were the eighth, most scoring points team, the Seahawks. And then you go to the Rams, they were 10 and six, but they also were one of the best defenses in the entire league. They gave up the mo- uh, the least amount of offensive yards to the other teams. Cardinals, we know, is a growing offense. They were number six in total yards. And then the 49ers, this was a team in 2019 that was 13 and three. This year, so many injuries, so many injuries across the board. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the fact that there's th- uh, four good teams in this division, that all offer different things but can excel on both sides of the ball. I, I'm i not comfortable saying anybody's a lock in this division. Um, NFL.com, there's an article by Dan Hansis, had the Rams at number seven, Seahawks eight, 49ers nine, and the Cardinals at 16 for power rankings. Mm-hmm. So Rams, Seahawks, and 49ers are all within one of a rankings from an NFL executive there. So I, I, I think, yeah. again, like you're saying, Steffi, great pieces and all these offenses. Good pieces on mm-hmm. defense as well. No one is a lock. And and I know Stafford's a, a big boost to yeah. this offense, but it, it's not a lock for me.
1: For sure. And I, even like Vegas is a great, I mean, the Rams are the favorites as far as the last time I looked at the Lions and the 49ers are not far behind them, but we're talking about, I think they had the Cardinals at like five and a half to one compared to the other teams. I don't know why everyone's sleeping on the Cardinals. I don't know what the Cardinals did to everyone, but we need to like realize that this team is very talented. Uh, you bring on James Connor and I think that you're taking away that rushing pressure that Kyler felt prior. You also bring on, Rondell Moore, who is a very interesting, uh, polarizing kind of player, but he's someone that I think am, can make an impact as much AJ Green, you know, Christian Kirk. I don't, I, you know, so I'm not that yeah, much interested yeah. in them, but no, 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 Tyler Murray.
0: <laughs> yeah. Come on
1: guys. <laughs> and, and he, and
0: he's, you got a young quarterback that had his first year with DeAndre Hopkins this past season and they went eight and eight and they added more to this right. team. So is this a team that's going to go up or down? They've Why would they what? be worse? Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, exactly. they've
1: got they did very well. I think it, it, they're somehow flying under the radar and I like teams like that. I think that they're in a good position. Um Cliff obviously is not everyone's favorite, but it doesn't really matter now. The talent is there. Uh you can have a fairly basic uh playbook for them and they could still do fantastic
0: last question with this. Uh you have five dollars and they say put your five dollars on one of these teams to win it. <laughs> who are you putting your five dollars on? I, I don't even need to know a why, just who, who's gonna be your five dollar bet?
1: Oh boy. The 49ers.
0: All right, all right. I might I might I might do the same because I think that Shanahan's just been building this team up and he's figuring <laughs> things out and they're having guys return on that defense. So uh right. Good point there. All right. Let's they're go not, to the next piece of news. They're not playing
1: with a third string uh, team anymore, which is they're what not, they did last they're year. Not,
0: I, think, I think I was playing last season for a little bit too. They were just yeah, taking like anybody. You
1: were. <laughs> yeah. You played kicker.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I got cut, so I don't want to talk about it too much on the this, this show here. Um, <laughs> next, next piece of news, kind of touchy subject. I, I've been kind of anti- I'm not going to dig too much into it right away, but I'm, I've been kind of anti. But I'm always, I'm always curious to, you know, see what other people are thinking. And you know, I, I'm always one that I'll, I'll change my mindset if it makes sense. But uh, this piece of news: the Browns' quarterback Baker Mayfield not worried about outside expectations. You set your own standards, he says. And then the article breaks down Baker Mayfield a little bit in the Browns' outlook. So my big question, to you Steffi, is Baker Mayfield. Can he be top 12 in 2021? Do you buy or sell that he can be top 12? So a QB one in 2021.
1: God, this one's hard. I think I would sell this though. I think that he will be right there. I see him more like top 15. I think he finished uh, a QB 17. Again, depending on what format and what you, yep. am I right there? I might be yeah, right. Y- so this it. is me like it. pulling things from my crazy day. What do I remember being yeah. <laughs> like a baker? It's being. Just flo- It's floating
0: um, in there somewhere.
1: <laughs> I know it's there. Um, so I think like QB fifteen for sure. Uh, we have a really talented rookie class stepping into the equation. I think that that makes things a little hairy. You also have Dak coming back. You have guys that could have those breakout years. You know, you have Burrow returning from an injury. You know, you have Herbert, who still has not even touched his potential yet. You have guys like Daniel Jones that could very easily, if they're able to actually pull it together – step into the equation. So there, there's a lot of guys that that he would have to beat out to be in the top 12, I think. So that's a little bit of a stretch, but if he finishes, you know, QB 13, are we shocked? No.
0: Yeah. So you, you, you had it right. QB 17, 2020 QB 19 and 2019 Mm -hmm. and then QB 16 and 2018. So his best fantasy season technically was his first season. Um, him being a QB 17, with Chubb being out of the picture for a chunk of the year, I thought that was not concerning, but you, you'd figure, hey, they're down to one of their two stud running backs. Maybe it'd be an increase in them uh, passing the ball, but the, the Browns' uh, Baker Mayfield was 17th in passing attempts this, this past season. So yeah. that, that's another reason that I'm kind of iffy about how high I put him because I feel like the emphasis of this team is not really throwing the ball down the field. I mean, 17th and passing attempts, there's so many guys ahead of him there. Um, and then I, like you kind of said, I start looking at, hey, who who's going to compete for that top 12? So I go down the list of Mahomes and Allen and Murray and Dak and Lamar and Herbert and Wilson and Rodgers if he plays, Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford, wow. I still think Joe Burrow. Uh, you, you said the rookies, Trevor Lawrence probably is going to be pushing for it. Um, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is another guy that I know he's not super sexy, but he does uh-huh. good in fantasy. Um, when does
1: Fields get on the field, right? Like there's exactly. guys that could very easily step in this equation. It's not, I don't want to say it's not hard, like I'm not downplaying it, but like to be top 12, if you have a solid team, it's not like, it's not really a reach to, to enter that.
0: Exactly. And I I think that Browns being a team that just went pretty far this past season. I mean, they, they went to the playoffs, they beat their division rival. Uh, I don't think they're going to break their system. I think their system is very uh, focused on playing good defense, focused on getting two running backs involved and then focused on being uh, productive with getting the ball up the field versus Baker having to run the offense. I don't, I, I know he runs the offense technically as a quarterback, but he is not the focal point of the offense. So that that's some that's some other factors when it looks uh when, when I look at quarterbacks hey how high can a guy finish is it important for him to be the man on this team i don't think so okay. that's just me yeah. that's just me feel that i want to shift to another guy who was the man so this guy was the man, but we don't know if he's going to be the man this season or if he's even going right. to play, but it's it's Aaron Rodgers. I know we've all been talking about him a lot, and Steffi, you and I have mentioned him once or twice, I'm sure, on the show before. But Aaron Rodgers on if he'll return to Packers, we'll see. So, you know, this is an article on NFL.com, but the actual video footage was him cruising on a golf cart uh, I think he was talking to Char. was it Charles Barkley? He was talking to somebody and uh, mm-hmm. they were trying to get it out of him. Like, Hey, you going to play, you're going to play. And he's just yeah. chilling, having a good old time. And he, he doesn't seem pretty phased uh, at all by it. So this is a guy that was the league MVP this past season. He was seventh in passing yards. Mm-hmm. He was first in touchdowns and he had the best passer rating in the league. My question to you. So I'm going to make a statement based off of him still being in limbo. My uh, question to you is Aaron Rodgers. Buy it or sell it. The Packers should trade Aaron Rodgers sooner th- than later.
1: Uh sell. As
0: in, as in, yeah. <laughs> as in do it, do it sooner than, than later. Like it should be a, a, a thing that should, yeah. should knock out.
1: Kind of think that, you know, we'll you know, strip the ships. I think that ship has sailed. I, you know, oh, I've the said plug, this a couple the plug. Hey, look at that. <laughs> On brand, always brand awareness. Hey. Be, be aware um, I think that ship sailed, period. I think that uh, Aaron Rodgers is playing everyone. He's done this. You know, I've said it on several of our shows. You know, this is the Aaron Rodgers cycle. It's just a little bit more theatrical. And I think you said the perfect word chilling he's quite literally chilling um I don't think he cares I don't think he uh, you know it would not shock me if this dude was like I'm retiring I have never seen Aaron Rodgers smile the way that he smiled the past three months right like we haven't seen this Aaron Rodgers even Tom Brady is messing with him Gronk called him on the golf course and is talking about Uh, Rogers is like, he's standing in front of me. I think he's the leader of the Packers maybe, or whatever he said. Uh, and is laughing hysterically. It's like this big joke to everyone. Right. I don't, he literally doesn't care. I don't think he's playing on another team. So he's either playing for the Packers or is not playing at all. And I don't think I genuinely don't think he gives a crap.
0: I, uh, I mean, you can see it on his face. Like you said, he's kind of, he's having a good old time. He's in different places. Um, uh, I think everything's kind of passive right now. And reason I bring this up is, uh, we talked about it before the show, my, my daughter's first birthday, this, this past weekend, it was awesome. We had a bunch of people, but of course you have, you know, a handful of drinks and you start talking football. We have guys debating on, you know, what can the Packers even get for Aaron Rodgers? And my whole point to that. Debate that we had, like in the backyard, the kids are asleep. Mm-hmm. Is that Aaron Rodgers' value right now is going to be the same as it will be the day before the season starts? In in my opinion, mm-hmm. I don't think that they're in any rush, the Packers, to get rid of him because a lot of people think, hey, if this guy doesn't want to play, like sell him for what you can get him for. And I I think yeah. that his value is going to be the same. So take this time to make amends with your MVP, figure things mm-hmm. out. And then if it's like so last minute that there's something that has to be done, I promise there's going to be enough people that are going to be knocking on the door that he's not going to be a, you know, a massive loss in value come later mm-hmm. to, you know, a month or two from now. So that, that's my opinion. I don't know if, if you yeah. were on the same page with that, but I was no. like debating this.
1: And it's funny because the most recent chat uh, the I was just about to say something similar Uh, This is the Packer system, right? Like we saw this with Brett Favre. This is something where the front office somehow has managed to do this for years. You are making your quarterback unhappy. It always ends this way. I think Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy where it's like he's not – first of all, it's very hard to trade him due to his age. Like no one's going to give four first rounds and half their roster – for Aaron Rodgers, even though he is worth that, they're not playing redraft, right? This is the NFL, <laughs> it's not redraft football. So he's he's technically not worth that. Um, And I, I think that he is either, again, there's no way, if they valued Aaron Rodgers, what you do is you fire every single person he doesn't want in the front office and replace them. And then you go and you win a Super Bowl, because this is obviously a pattern now. The past two years, it's so hilarious, even looking at the draft, and then we can move on from Aaron Rodgers because they know everyone's sick of it. Like, you have, a, you have a quarterback who could literally win you a Super Bowl. MVP, got it. Um, you go and not even – he wants a receiver. This is all he is asking you for. Like, he wants more weapons and then you don't draft a wide receiver. Like, are you guys crazy? The past two years you have done this. So I understand his frustration and uh, kudos to him for being very happy in his life. And if he wants to retire, uh, no sweat off my back. I know it's no sweat off your back. Uh, It's okay right we're good with him. i don't want him on the broncos we have to play them week one so i'm good right and you're good without him here so i i wish yes. him the best of luck he's obviously happy but i think they're often thing to do
0: yeah and i and i just think just finishing things here like like you're saying he, he's got enough else in his life he's engaged now he's got the jeopardy thing he's hanging out with oh, some yeah. other nfl guys like I think, I think it's almost better that way because if he was just firing and ripping the executive office, you know, on, on, I don't know, his Instagram account or something like that or, you know, going on ESPN and getting these interviews where he's tearing people apart, mm-hmm. I think that would make an even bigger tur- turmoil for the Packers. So I think the Packers should actually be happy that he's not, like, super pissed off, at least, like, verbally right now because I feel like they might be able to get a better – I don't know, deal out of it. We got D Brown in the comments, Halsey up, LFG. Boy? And uh, yeah, <laughs> thanks to Mick Breeze, commissioner Breeze uh, talking about the topic as well. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. Like we'll you said, Steffi, if he doesn't play for the Packers, I'm I'm going to sleep the same at night, probably better, but uh, yeah. yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> let's go to a different position. We, we talked about two quarterbacks. So this next one, I, I got another strong opinion on this one. Um This is about a tight end. So Panthers tight end, Dan Arnold, ready to take on a bigger role in Carolina. So Dan Arnold, this is a guy that has been on, I believe, two other teams before. He's coming from the Cardinals. I believe he was somewhere else before that. Um, He's now a Carolina Panther. Uh, There's all these videos that surfaced of, I think, his, um, what's the rep? Talking to the, mm-hmm. the, the Carolina Panthers um, executives on the phone, and they were talking him up about how much of a hard worker he is and how much he's getting after it. So, my buy it or sell it is Dan Arnold a true uh, sleeper for the tight end position in 2021. Do you buy that or sell no. that?
1: I Sell the crap out of that. Uh, thank you. Thank got you. It. I thought we going to have to debate
0: this or something. And <laughs> Come on now. I'm, glad Let's not I'm glad we don't.
1: Ain't nobody got time for Dan at tight end. Okay. Listen to me. Okay. Uh, he is not, he's not it. And I love that. And I love that they're trying to uh, encourage that there's too much depth on this roster for him yes. to actually matter, right? Especially being, uh, I don't want to use this word, but it's all I'm thinking of after today is like he's a weaker tight end. He's just not as. Functional as other well, other tight ends in the league, there is just too many options on this roster. You have CMC coming back, Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore. I mean, like name it, you have it there. I also think if they truly believed that, you know, you're not going and getting Tommy Tremble, right? Like that's if you really feel that way, you already have depth at tight ends. Uh, who do they have over there? Ian Thomas, Ian right? Thomas, is probably yeah. yeah. So you have Ian Thomas over there. You're not going to get Tommy Trumbull if you really strongly feel that that is your, like, confidently your tight end one. So uh, I think Tommy Trumbull is a fantastic, like, sleeper. He might be someone that we end up seeing picking up off waivers. I think in Dynasty, he's not even, I haven't seen him get drafted in any of, I mean, my startup's. I think that he is someone to definitely look out for because there's teams, you know, like Carolina, like Arizona, like the Buffalo Bills that quite literally don't have a tight end, in my opinion, especially as far as fantasy goes. So, uh, no, he let's sell that. I don't think that I I love that for him, um, but no.
0: <laughs> I am happy we're on the same page. You actually took a lot of my notes here talking about some of those guys, but this is a guy who's had. 12 eight and then 31 receptions across his three seasons. I actually have his teams he played for the Cardinals the last two seasons, the Saints his rookie season. He's never been this big pass catcher. His relevance has been like falling into the end zone when uh he he's, he's got his one or second pass of an entire game. So that's been his relevance so far, but you you said it you said it great. Um where where is the opportunity for targets on this team? We saw the Panthers last season, they had D.J. Moore, Robbie Anderson, and Curtis Samuel, mm-hmm. three guys that were relevant. Who was missing from this equation? The best pass-catching running back in the NFL, Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey mm-hmm. is back. You're going to have to throw Christian McCaffrey the ball. You're going to have to throw D.J. Moore the ball. You're going to have to throw Robbie Anderson the ball. And I like Terrace Marshall. I think he's going to be involved. If he gets 75 targets, then if so be know. it. If he gets 90, yeah, that's another guy in the <laughs> equation. I mean, wh- where 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 are, are the vacated targets that are going to make – Dan Arnold, a guy that can be somebody you can plug in for fantasy. Because when we talk about right. sleepers, we had a whole episode about this. Step. When you talk about sleepers, I, I, I said it, and I know you agree to it. I need to actually be able to use the guy for him to be a sleeper. He can't right. just be a guy that like plays and then he's a sleeper. you got to be able to use right. the guy. And, and right. you talked about Tommy Tremble out of Notre Dame. Good uh, blocking. He has good blocking toughness. I mean, he gets after it. He's very athletic. He's going to grow. Ian Thomas has three seasons under his belt. I'm not a big fan, but he has three seasons. He has more receptions than Dan Arnold does in his three seasons. So I mean, like, where where is the relevancy for Dan Arnold? He's going to have like one or two decent weeks because he scored a touchdown, and then he's going to burn you for the rest. So
1: right. I I agree, and I will. I won't like talk about it too much, but I will touch on it. I think that this is going to end up being one of the most underrated tight end classes. I've said that for a while now. I think a lot of these teams that we've seen have very, you know, empty, uh, sedated tight end positions. They went out and they did get guys, uh, you know, in the third, fourth round. You know, you look at the Chargers, for example. Why did they bring on Trey McKinney? Uh, So there's, you know, that's the first team that comes to mind. But a lot of these tight ends were very overlooked they're much better than everyone is uh, making them out to be long, you know, whatever, name it. They're going to be uh, more impactful than people think.
0: I think so too. And and again, not not to dive too deep into it, but you don't just like draft a guy or go get a guy for, for no reason. He's got to be part of some sort of plan. So if it's not like this year, it's going to be in the future. And when these other guys get signed for like not big money, I mean, unless you see a clear path to something, then I I, I just don't see it being a thing. Like, right. I don't want to dive too deep into Hayden Hurst. No. But I was never a big Hayden Hurst guy because just like Dan Arnold, he, like, never did anything. And then he went to a team that maybe needs a tight end, and people expected way too much. He finished okay, but he, like, wasn't super relevant for fantasy. So right. I, I see the same thing. I see the There's same thing.
1: There's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot to pay attention to. I'm noticing more and more. Like, the third and fourth round – is like the most important part of the draft as far as trying to look at the outlook of the team. Like you don't go, you know, you're not the, you're not Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You don't go and trade up to get Jalen Darden. If you don't think that he is going to be part of your bigger picture, right? There's obviously something there, especially on a team, you know, that has a huge you know, they're known for passing the damn ball. So again, it's those rounds. You have to pay attention. Uh, Trey McKinney had taken before most of these. There's a reason why these teams are doing it.
0: I agree. I agree. And a draft capital, it doesn't always mean everything, but it definitely means something to that team specifically, to that team. So good sure. good point there. And the tight end position is always uh, polarizing for sure. Um, another another piece of news, this guy, uh, this guy probably burned a lot of people in Dynasty so far but there's some more news that drops for him. So this guy, I'm not even sure if everybody knows this guy who might be casually listening, but wide receiver Nikhil Harry formally requests trade from the Patriots. So Steffi, uh, Nikhil Harry, not a guy that's been super sexy, super, super effective for fantasy. Um, This is a guy who in 2019 was uh, the 32nd pick, after Marquise Brown, so he was the second wide receiver off the board in that rookie class. People that played Dynasty actually drafted Nikhil Harry. There was some big survey. He was like a top three pick for rookie Dynasty drafts, and he's never really panned out. Um, my my big question to you is with him requesting a trade, do you buy or sell that Harry should be a buy-low target for Dynasty due to this potential trade?
1: Sell? uh he like I can't even imagine. I I think I looked up what teams were looking at him, and some article said Arizona, which makes literally no sense. I think the other team was the Falcons. Again, makes no sense. Um, and then the third team, I forget what it was, but it again made no sense. Uh, he finished what wide receiver ninety or something insane. Like it was so bad, like ninety two, something awful. He did not. He did not have a good year, but. Uh, to his argument, he obviously uh, had the struggle of having Kim Newton that, you know, second part after COVID. He did not seem like himself. His passing has been an issue since he uh, approached the Patriots. But I'm, I'm just not in on him. I think that this is very, you know, this is like, <laughs> for some reason, it reminds me of Carson Wentz Jr. Like, this just, is like, seems very excuseful. It's like what you want to get treated because of what, what is the purpose? They've brought on a new quarterback who has like maybe the best uh, at least passing accuracy out of the rookies. He's definitely not the best talent that came out of them, but like his accuracy is fantastic uh, downfield. Yeah. So like, w- what more do you really want? You know, like Cam, yes, obviously he has that rushing upside and he takes advantage of it. Cause he did struggle last year, but you also were for lack of a better term, a shit. Why he remember? Oh, I think, it's just kind of what the, he did what he had to there. So I'm not in on him. I never was fully in on him. Uh, maybe that's the University of Arizona and me with him being Arizona State. I love Could the players be- that have been coming out of there lately. Uh, but, you know, receivers usually out of ASU, not a huge fan. Darby is an exception to that.
0: So with with Nikhil Harry, you, you bring up a good point that I'm going to circle back on. You, you actually brought up a great point. That was my last point. But with him, you, know, you look at some other wide receivers uh, that have done this where they started off, they had a shaky maybe career, and then they went somewhere else and they actually were much better. So my big example that I tweeted out today was Robert Woods. So Robert Woods in four seasons mm-hmm. with the Buffalo Bills, he had 203 receptions. His four seasons with the Rams, 322. So he took a big jump in receptions. Receiving Mm -hmm. yards with the Bills in four seasons, 2,451. And then the the Rams, 4,070. But the thing is, and you said it, he went to a better situation that needed him, that needed another wide receiver. Mm -hmm. And he stepped in day one and was a big part of that team. Nikhil Harry, if we make this big, you know, dynasty trade in advance, because he might go somewhere good he also might go somewhere where he's the fifth wide receiver like he was for the Patriots. The reason he wants to leave the Patriots is because they went and got Nelson Aguilar, not, not world beating, but they went and got him. They went and, and got Kendrick Bourne. Face. Yeah. Kendrick Bourne. Yep. And then, uh, Jacoby Myers had a decent role this past season. And then you added two tight ends. So where is Nikhil Harry's role? So what happens if he goes to another team where he is again, the fifth wide receiver, I mean, there are there teams that need another wide receiver. Sure, the the Eagles might be able <laughs> to use one. The the Saints might be able to use one. The Lions might be able to use one. The Chargers maybe. Those are some teams that. Hey, if he goes there, maybe yeah, you have some interest. Maybe. But other other otherwise, we have what thirty two teams in the league, and I just named like four. It's right. tough,
1: and it's I tough. get it honestly. Like also, they did add right. Everyone knows how I feel about Janu, How I feel about the tight end situation that follows me is like. We're talking about two of the – I mean, I think the two of them, if you were to break it down, or at least in the top – like receiving tight ends – they're both definitely in that equation. So you're also taking away from that option having two tight ends. You have Bill Belichick as your coach, who is very tight end friendly. I mean, I've talked about it before. Watching the two Bills on uh, 30 for 30, he talks about tight ends maybe seven times. Like, the dude loves tight ends. He loves 12 personnel. We saw what he did with her and ended wrong. So I think that they're – I mean, I get wanting a tree, but also – Bro, you're you're a little young to start being sassy right now. Like you might want to reel it back. I get it because of the team that you're on, but you don't you don't really deal those cards. I so, know he's gonna be in a worse situation, I think.
0: Yeah, he, he, uh, he, he's like the, the guy that's like if if you don't want me, like somebody will, and like slams the door <laughs> and and uh you yeah. know says he's he's running away. He's running away. But uh yeah, it's I think Carson we're on a safe page there. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Maybe maybe he <laughs> wants to join up with him after he's seen what he did. It might be the same sort of go same sort of Nicole's. stance there. there we all right, so uh, next one on the list here. I think we got two more pieces, then we'll close things up. But this is a cool. quarterback, so we're going back to the quarterback position all over the place. And I I, I like that about the show sometimes, just because. I think it keeps people listening. I think it keeps people interested. If we just talk about the same thing throughout the entire show, the same position, sometimes it gets boring at times. I like the diversity here. So we'll go back to the quarterback position. Uh, this July 5th, this piece of news, again, off of NFL.com, all eyes on Dolphins Tua T. Tagovaila, uh how do you say it, Steffi? How do you say is.
1: it? Tagovaila. There you go. Eh, eh. <laughs> Something
0: it's a tag of something. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So all eyes on dolphins Tua as QB enters pressure packed year two in Miami. So
1: tag of There you
0: go. I, you know, okay. I, it's, it's something, I've, it's something I've said like a bunch of times, but the, the pressure of like that live button, it just gets to me sometimes can't, can't speak English. But my big question to you is Steffi. So big changes to the dolphins in, in, in a few ways. For the coming year, Tua was a guy that played um, a handful of games after he, he took the keys to the job. Buy it or sell it. Tua is a breakout candidate for fantasy this year. Do you buy it or sell it?
1: Um, What is the middle option? I think that this could go very much either way. <laughs> you know, my followers know I'm not very high on Tua. I don't like what he did. He reminds me of a poor man's Russell Wilson. You know, uh, all the – he just can't get out of the pocket. So you bring on Fuller, which, again, Fuller and Waddle are fantastic additions. But we all have to remember, Tua needs to get them the ball. And I understand that he did that in college. But he had a very – very hard time with that last year like it wasn't kind of a hard time it was a hard time to the point where uh he can they can pretend he stubbed his toe or whatever they did and brought fits in like he needed to be rescued so I am I am not in on I think Tua this is what I said the other night and this is where I'll uh, I'll end my thought before I go on a Tua rant is like I think Tua will be a great not great sorry let's reel, reel it back a good football quarterback like I think he will be good in the NFL I don't think that he's going to be fantasy relevant ever like I think that that you know everyone expected him to be very Russell just don't see it there um I think he's very he's very functional he almost reminds me I don't know he's just he's just will not he's not going to reach the Russell Wilson uh ceiling that I think everyone thought he would
0: yeah i think uh I think that middle ground, like you said, I'm trying to think of a good word too if you don't buy it, you don't sell it. Uh, it's something in the middle there. I'll have to think about that for for next time but i I think I'm kind of there too because I, I i'm not I'm not as harsh on Tua as other people because he mm-hmm. is a competent quarterback. There was a tank for Tua back in the day for a reason. he was a great, great. Prospect. Um, When he played this year, he had a couple games where he had, I have three examples, uh, 71.4, 76.9, and 77.3 for his completion percentage. He doesn't really turn over the ball a whole ton, um, but he was very restricted in this offense uh, this past season. They had a great defense. There was times he wasn't throwing the ball a ton, so he was really restricted. Uh, But he also had Jakeem Grant as his number two for a lot of the year, and he had Devonta Parker kind of banged up. I thought it was interesting and you brought it up, them signing Will Fuller and then drafting Jalen Waddle because I feel like they're so similar to me. They're these big like explosive downfield threats. I feel like they should have like brought in somebody that kind of compliments them. And people will say Parker, but it w- it was interesting that that Waddle was the selection when you just brought in Fuller. But yeah, I, I think the the pocket presence, I, I think he'll be more comfortable being mobile now that he's fully injured from what was going on with the hip. Doesn't turn over the ball. I think he's gonna be somewhere in that that middle round. He's not gonna be your, you know, QB five through ten. I don't think he's gonna be past twenty. I think he's gonna be somewhere in the teens if he's allowed Mm -hmm. to throw the ball and if he becomes a little bit more mobile. So I'm with you. I'm somewhere in the middle of it. I'm somewhere. But I I don't think he's a dud by any means. By any means. I think he's gonna be fine.
1: It's like, but he also finished QB like 31 last year. I mean, he was not, he did not play great. He also only played, I think he had nine starts. I think he played 10 games. Maybe I i could be wrong. Again, I haven't checked that. But I think that, you know, Tua, they bring on Waddle as like a security blanket. It's like, let's see, you know, we're bringing you your guy. Here's your guy. Uh, the excuses are running up. Again, we don't really have a running game. I don't care what... You guys can try to feed me. a guess it's the mood. I am not. I'm just not in on him. I don't think that that's going to help. So this dude just has to figure it out. I hate that they they put fits in for him. Because you've talked before. Uh, I don't like when they don't have full confidence in a quarterback. Like, have confidence in a quarterback. Make it old school in the fashion where, like, you drafted him. He's your dude. Stop pulling him out third quarter. Like, just let him uh, fail. Like, he can figure it out, um, but he'll be okay. He, you know, he was fantastic in college. Such a good recruit. And I think bring on Waddle, you know, if we see him struggle, then I'm going to get a little nervous. So I have no no issues to do. Uh, and, I haven't messed maybe. Uh, it's a hard situation, which stinks because I do like the Dolphins, I think they're in a good position this year.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, it, and it's weird you brought up the confidence thing. It was so weird to see like Fitz playing so good, and then they have the confidence in Tua to bench a guy who's actually playing well, and then they bench Tua. And then they don't let him throw the ball. And then they do let him throw the ball. Like against Kansas city, he was throwing a ton. It, it was a weird dynamic. So uh, I think bottom line is he's not a top 10. He's not a QB one, but I think if he's like your second or third guy on a super flex, uh, I, I'd be fine with it. I'd be fine with it. Depending on who that QB one is on your team.
1: Yeah, it really depends. He's a, he's a nice uh, sneak. I think his value too, he is dropping, I think a little bit farther. I think it's a little unfair yes. to him. Uh, Because this team like is good. I mean, like they have a solid roster. I don't love their backfield. But other than that, I think that they have a, uh, you know, above average team. Uh, They're just in a tough division is their problem.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It might be similar to what we said about Baker. He doesn't have to be the man on this team, but he's got enough pieces that'll su- supplement his, his play you know, at, a decent look tight is, end and
1: look at this football, you don't have to be a great quarterback to win Super hey, there you, you go. You can there win you two go. as a very below average quarterback. <laughs> hey,
0: hey. Enough said. Enough said right there. Enough said right there. All right. Last one. Last one. And this is something a lot of people have talked about uh often this offseason. And I personally don't have this massive opinion on it. Um, I do have an opinion, but it's not like something I've been overly confident in. But uh, this piece of news, July 6th, Colts GM Chris Ballard confident in receiving corps after relatively quiet offseason. So we know that the Colts for the receiver position didn't really make moves. They didn't really make moves. They made a move for a quarterback. But here's a simple question, and I won't even make it a buyer to sell it for this one. Do you have interest in the wide receivers for the Colts? Because I see so much back and forth on, on Twitter or on other podcasts, people saying like, I'm all in on this guy, he's a sleeper, or people are saying fade the entire corpse. What what what's your stance? What's your stance if you have a strong one on the Colts wide receivers?
1: Um, I think that these receivers should get taken at their ADP or below. I think that that, you know, I agree. I understand that everyone uh, still believes in Carson Wentz, and I am a Carson Wentz hater. Everyone knows that it's fine, um, but this—he has to do a lot to be 2017 Wentz. So uh, that to me is a little risky. So I'm cool with it. Like if I'm going to draft, and you know, Pittman is sitting there, or Campbell is sitting there, yes, I'm going to take them at the value that they should be. But I'm not reaching for any of these guys. The only guy I will reach for is Jonathan Taylor, which I think is also fair. Um, I just, I need to see when do a little bit better. Um, I can't, I just can't buy in yet. Last year was, again, I'm a, you know, I'm an NFC East fan. So I watched him play. He played horrible football. Like very, very bad to the point where it's like, what is going on, dude? Like, did you totally forget what to do? So, yes, he has no excuses left, has a great team. The Colts are in a great position. It's going to come down to Wentz.
0: 125%. Absolutely. And um, you know, when he was a guy looking for a new home, I wasn't super into him coming to the Bears, even though there was some rumors of them, you know, putting in bids for him and stuff, just because. Uh, you don't know what you're going to get. And and I know the Eagles maybe weren't the the best setup uh, this past year for him, but then we saw Jalen Hurts come in and do real well for for fantasy purposes at least. But um, this wide receiver core, I I love the point about ADP because I myself am not reaching on any of these guys. And I'm not going to say I'm going to fade them, but it all comes down to, and we can talk about ADP until we're blue in the face, but it comes down to how your league drafts, And if some of these guys are sitting at the end of your drafts, then maybe you take a shot because someone's going to have to catch balls. But, uh, T Y Hilton, uh, so fantasy pros, ADP wide receiver, 54, Paris Campbell, wide receiver, 71, Michael Pittman, Jr. Wide receiver, 44. So no one's super high. It looks like Pittman's the highest of the three, but again, I'm with you, Steffi. I'm not, I'm not reaching, um, and I and I still would have to really see, you know, around you know, Pittman, if he's forty-four, who else is still hanging around there at that time? Hilton, yeah. wide receiver fifty-four. Did somebody else fall in my draft that's still hanging out right there? So someone's gonna have to catch the ball, but I, I can't see any of these guys being like top fifteen or anything right. like that.
1: And I'm not and I'm not even a once like I'm a Wentz hater, but like again, like if he falls to me at value or pass, like I'm going to take him. Uh, I'm not a complete idiot. <laughs> like, it's not just me being upset because I love Foles and, you know, the Giants. But I do think he just has to prove himself. So maybe next year we're on this show and we have a different conversation about the fact that, oh, my gosh, you need every Colts receiver. I need a little bit more from that team because they always just kind of come up short. And then you add Wentz, who has totally, like, not been able to do what he needs to. Uh, so I, I need a little bit more from them.
0: And a piece of advice, just to um, kind of close out my my thoughts on this. <clears throat> None of these guys are, are guys that are going to be again drafted super high. Let's let's say just in a redraft. So my piece of advice is really look at the first like two weeks before you really jump on one of these guys because these guys might be all waiver guys in your your redraft league. So look at where the target share is going. And then make your decision because I don't think you have to like make this immediate right now decision on, hey, I'm all in on one of these three guys. I think especially for redraft, you can just like kind of play it by ear. Where are the targets going? Who's on the field the most? Who Who's actually getting the yardage and then go make your decision because none of these guys are expensive and they're probably free in a lot of leagues for, for redraft.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you. You're so on point.
0: All right, so wraps up the show for today. Again, NFL news. We talk some, hey, buy it or sell it for some statements because, again, this time of year, so much news and camp talk drops and so many people, we see it on Twitter every day, make these bold statements, and we have to kind of decipher, hey, is is this idea something we'd buy or is it something we'd sell? So great show, Steffi. Uh, Before we close things out, anything you want to plug? Of course, tell us where to find you, but then anything else you want to plug that's coming up for you within the next week or so?
1: Uh, yeah. So you guys can find me at seven Smalls with three L's off topic is finally getting off the ground. So I'm very excited to have very cool guests finally recorded my first episode. It's going to be a blast. Very excited. Small talking about today. Um, and that's it. You know, everything that I do, my injury tracker, all of it's on FTN. And as always, the show is a blast.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, for me, probably catch me back uh, on Tuesday and then throughout the week doing some random things like every day. So uh, appreciate everybody who watched live and then anybody who tunes in uh, on their work commutes or in their spare time. Thank you guys and uh, have a great night.
1: See you next week.